Hello, and welcome to the Mayberry Bible Study Podcast. It's great to have you here with us. This episode of the podcast, we're going to be delving into episode number 91 of the Andy Griffith Show from season three called The Rivals. The Rivals. Now, this is the episode where Opie, you know, he likes a pretty girl from school, Karen, and she doesn't seem to care much for him. Andy, Barney, Thamalou, you know, they all try to pick up his spirit, uh, but uh, they each do it in their own way. You know, Thamalou's special attention toward Opie makes Barney jealous. Anyway, that's what it's about. The Mayberry Bible Study podcast is based on a Mayberry Bible Study originated back in 1998 by Joey Fan. And now what we're going to try to look at is see how does the behavior of the people on the Andy Griffith Show, the people of Mayberry, how does it reflect? Does it reflect poorly or positively from a Christian perspective on their character? So now we're going to be focusing, the podcast would be focusing on the 16 public domain episodes of the Andy Griffith Show because we want to show good character and not break copyright laws as we do this Bible study. <laughs> we don't want to be doing that. So I hope you're going to enjoy this. Now, what we're going to have tonight or today, whenever you're listening to this, we're going to be listening to a the Bible study it was actually recorded on the 2014 Mayberry Cruise. So we're going to have folks interacting, and it's going to be good. Now, we're going to do it a little bit different. There are uh, study guides that you can download if you go to MayberryBibleStudyPodcast.com and look for the episode The Rivals. You'll be able to download the handout. It's a PDF file, and you'll be able to download it and follow right along with some of the discussions that we're going to be having. Plus, there's a lot more information there for things you could look up. A lot of Bible verses. Uh, it's very it's very detailed. Now, what we're trying a little bit different on this particular episode is during the actual conversation there on the cruise, we didn't go specifically by all these Bible verses. I didn't read them all. So we're just kind of trying to live life together as Christians and just talk about what uh, God would have us do and referenced all the Bible verses here in the study guide. So if you'll go and look at that and download it, that will be very helpful for you. You don't have to, but it would be helpful. Now, first, what we're going to do is we're going to uh, listen to the audio of an episode of the episode The Rivals, and then after that audio is up, we'll be joining the folks on the cruise during the prayer that opened the session. So you guys will go straight into that and get to hear that. So I hope you're going to enjoy this. I know you will. So here's the audio from The Rivals, followed by the Bible study. So stick around. And enjoy the show, and stick around, and enjoy the good, I believe, conversation that went on on the Mayberry Cruise. The episode begins with Opie sitting outside the hotel there in Mayberry, looking around the corner. He licks his hand and rubs his hair to slick it down. So you just look around the corner. girl approaches. Well, hi there, Karen. Hello. Did you get that note I passed to you in school today? 
Yes, I got it. When Floyd gave me a haircut last week, he said it wouldn't be long before I'd be shaving. <laughs> Say, Karen, how would you like to see the inside of a real jail? Bet you'd be the only girl in town who ever did. Nobody's allowed in except on official business. But I can fix it with my claw. Well, come on! Opie and Karen go inside the courthouse. Andy's sitting at his desk. Hi, Paul. Hi, son. This is Karen Burgess. Well, how do you do, Karen Burgess? How do you do, Sheriff? She's never seen the inside of a real jail. Oh. Well, why don't you just show her around? I expect you know the layout about as good as anybody that is. Well, uh, let's see. If you'll just step over here, Karen. Now, this is our file cabinet where we keep all of our secret papers. If you'll just step over here, please. <laughs> and this is our gun rack where we keep all of our offensive weapons. <laughs> if you'd just uh, follow me, please. <laughs> And these are our cells, where we keep all kinds of desperate criminals. <laughs> and that's not all. I think we have something over here you might be interested in. See that door back there? Well, that's the door I go through when I empty out the trash baskets. <laughs> of course, emptying trash is only part of it. Most of the time, we're busy hunting down desperate criminals. <laughs> What's on today, Paul? Any roadblocks or stakeouts or three-eighths or four-twos? Or... Well, about the only action so far, Miss Purvis called me to get her cat off the roof. <laughs> oh, but that could change any time. You've been around the law game long enough to know that. This phone could ring any second, and we'd be out blocking roads and staking out and three-eighting and four-two and all over the place. Well, that's where she goes. Sometimes this place is really jumping. You just caught us on a slow day. I think I'd better be getting home now. It's time for my piano lesson. Thank you very much, Sheriff Taylor. You're very welcome. Come back anytime. Any friend of Opie's is a friend of mine. Thank you. See you later, Opie. 10-4. <laughs> See you later, Paul. Would you like me to carry your books, Karen? No, thanks. They're not heavy. Bye-bye. Karen walks off and leaves Opie standing on the sidewalk watching after her. Andy and Opie are at the Taylor home. Hmm? When you like someone a whole lot, that means you love them, don't it? It depends. Well, when I'm with Karen, I get a lump in my throat. My ears ring, and my knees get all swiggly. Does that mean I'm in love? Either that or you got a real bad case of the measles. <laughs> Paul? Mm-hmm. If I marry Karen someday, her name becomes Karen Taylor, don't it? Yeah. And all your children become Taylors, too. Children? I don't think we'd have any children, Paul. We already know plenty of kids to play with. Well, of course, that's up to you. 
Pa, how can I get Karen to like me? Appears to me she likes you fine. She won't even let me carry her books. How can I get her to like me? Well, uh, I guess the best thing to do would be just treat her as nice as you can. And then after that, it's up to the love bug as to whether he's going to bite or not. But now, if you keep on liking her and she don't like you back, well, I expect you'll get over it. About bedtime, ain't it? Uh-huh. You go and get a good night's sleep and put them thoughts out of your head for the night, okay? Okay, Paul. Night. Night, Paul. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Paul? Hmm? She sure is pretty, ain't she? She sure is. Night, Paul. Night. You now join Barney and Thelma Lou walking down the streets of Mayberry. I don't know. I've never seen him so down. Oh, you know kids. <laughs> yeah. Well, here we are. I'll see you later, Barney. Okay. Opie's just sitting on the step there at the hotel. Barney goes in the courthouse, sees Andy cleaning the guns. All right, Louie, drop the gun. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Hi, Bart. <laughs> you had me, too. Yeah. Hey, what's the matter with Opie? He's moping around out there like he didn't have a friend in the world. I expect that's about the way he feels. He's having his first experience falling in love. Oh. Uh, she won't have anything to do with it. <laughs> oh, his first taste of the old amour toujours amour, huh? Yeah. <laughs> what advice you give him? What advice can I give him? Told him to be nice to her. Be nice? Oh, come on, Andy. Nice guys finish last. <laughs> what? Nice guys finish last. I know. I went through it. <laughs> Little Vicky Harms. I wasn't no bigger than Opie. I met her over by the ice cream parlor. Stepped outside one day with my raspberry snow cone, and there she was. <laughs> she just stopped me cold. <laughs> Head to foot, I was just clammy all over. I knew it was love. Icy chills just run all over me. Sounds to me more like your snow cone was leaking. <laughs> well, I sure did like her. And she didn't like you back, huh? Oh, well, no, it wasn't that so much. I don't know, it was mostly her stuck-up attitude. Yeah? I mean, she used to walk around in long curls and print dresses and patent leather shoes and her nose up in the air. <laughs> well, she really thought she was hot stuff. What? Oh, her daddy was in civil service. <laughs> Boy, if I knew then what I know now. She used to do one thing that really used to burn me up. What was that? Well, you know how I like snow cones. Raspberry. Right. Well, there wasn't a day went by that I didn't offer that girl a bite of my snow cone. You know what she used to do every single time? What? She used to bite off the end, sip out all the syrup, and leave me with nothing but the ice. <laughs> the ice? Yeah, ice. That's terrible. Yeah. 
Today you're no different. Oh, are you kidding? Listen, if I had a date with Vicki Harms today, and I got myself all shaved, and I went over to her house with my snow cone, you know what I'd do? What? The minute she opened that door, I'd bite off the end of the cone, sip out the syrup, and hand her the ice. What do you think of that? <laughs> well, I'll tell you the truth, Mark. If I was Vicki Harms, and a 35-year-old man come up to my house with a snow cone in his hand, I wouldn't be master of the door. <laughs> You know what I mean. <laughs> Hopi's is standing outside Foley's Market watching for Karen. Andy comes out of the courthouse. Hi, Karen. Hi, Andy. Watch this. Hopi starts trying to show off for Karen doing handstands. Thelma Lou walks out of the market and sees him. She's watching as well. Karen walks away, leaving Opie sitting on the sidewalk. Hi, Opie. Hi. Well, howdy, Thelma Lou. Oh, hi, Andy. You know what I was just wishing? That I could find some big, strong fella to help carry my packages. Opie would do that for you. Oh, good. When I get home, I'm going to make some brownies. I sure could use a test pilot. You mean fudge brownies? Mm Mm-hmm. Go with my homemade peach ice cream. Well, how about that? Opie would be glad to go with you, Thelma Lou. Fine. Mr. Foley has my packages already. He's sure lovesick, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. I expect your fudge brownies might just provide the antidote, though. What's saying, Thelma Lou? Shall we go and have that cup of coffee now? Oh, I'm sorry, Barney. I won't be able to. I made some plans with Opie. With Opie? Oh, there you are. You haven't tasted my homemade peach ice cream, have you? Mm-mm. Opie's feeling sad. Karen turned him down again. Thelma Lou's just trying to lift his spirits. Oh. Which do you like? Oh, I like them with walnuts and pecans, and uh, I just like them plain, too. <laughs> Me, too. Well, in that case, I guess I'll make some. Lou and Opie walk by, and Karen is standing on the corner watching. Barney enters the courthouse. Come along good. Mm-hmm. Is Oak back? I ain't seen him. You suppose he's still over Thelma Lou's? No, I don't expect he's still over there. He's probably out playing by now. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, I think I'll call Thelma Lou up. Invite her to go for a little ride tonight. Gonna be a moon. Maybe we'll just go up to the duck pond. Park! A smooching party, huh? Okay, sirrah, sirrah. As soon as I get these cleaned up, we'll divide the batter and we'll make half with walnuts and half with pecans, okay? Thelma okay. Lou and Opie are at Thelma Lou's house. Would you answer it, please, Opie? Oh, sure. Hi, pussycat. Oh, hi, Barney. <laughs> you still there, Opie? Let me speak to Thelma Lou. He wants to speak to you. Ask him what he wants. What do you want, Barney? <clears throat> well, uh, ask her if she wants to go for a little ride tonight. 
You going riding tonight, Barney? Ask her, ask her. Would you like to go for a ride tonight? It might be fun. Where to? Where to, Barn? Well, nowhere in particular. Just around. You mean around in circles? Anywhere, the duck pond. Why go to the duck pond at night? You won't be able to see the ducks. You shouldn't be doing this. This is a person-to-person -person call. It's as bad as opening somebody else's mail. Now, let me speak to Thelma Lou. He really wants to speak to you. You're doing fine. Ask him again why he wants to go to the duck pond. <laughs> Barney, why do you want to go to the duck pond? Oh, never mind. <laughs> What's the matter? Oh, still there. Couldn't get a word in the Thelma Lou. That boy shouldn't be allowed to answer the phone. He's a minor. <laughs> Just trying to keep him busy. Well, I wish you'd explain to your boy that youngsters shouldn't be allowed to interfere with grown-ups. I'll try, but I might not have time. What do you mean? I might be too busy trying to explain to him why you won't go to the duck pond. <laughs> Andy and Barney walk out of Foley's Market. Opie's sitting on the steps over at the hotel. Connor's Opie. Yeah. Pulling those fellow probably waiting for Karen again. You know, Andy, that boy needs help. And if you ain't gonna give it to him, I am. Well, what you got in mind? I'll give him a couple of fast tips and he'll get his girl back just like that. Andy walks off and Barney walks over to talk to Opie. I go, Opie. Hi, Barney. Waiting for your girl. You know, uh, I got an idea for you. This time, when she comes by, you step right out and you say to her, Well, here I am, you lucky girl. If you play your cards right, maybe I'll let you walk with me. But she will. Cool. You try that. Now, it never misses. Is she coming? Go on, try it. Opie stands up and walks around the corner. Barney leans back. You're lucky. You play your cards right and you get to walk with me. Well, I'll take you up on that. <laughs> Thanks, Barney. Hi, Barney. I was just on my way to pick you up for our soda. Want to come along too, Barney? No, thanks. <laughs> Barney walks off upset. Karen's walking down the street, heading toward the hotel. Walks by the corner and realizes Opie isn't there waiting on her. Looks back over her shoulder. And looks around, confused. Barney walks into the courthouse and Andy's sitting behind the desk working. I'd like to talk to you, Andy. What's the matter? Now, you know I like Opie. I always have. He's well-mannered. He's obedient. Well-brought-up. He's a good little fella. He really is. Just about one of the nicest kids in this town. 
But lately, he's getting to be nothing but a pest. Just this. For days now, I've been trying to get a date with Thelma Lou, but he's always around. You see there? You never should have let him in on all your secrets on how to handle women. See, he stole your girl right away from you. But I'll tell you what. He has to be in bed by 8.30, so that'll give you evenings to catch up to him. Okay, Let's say one thing right up to sunset. That kid sure is dynamite. Now, look, Andy, fun is fun, but I ain't kidding. Oh, I wouldn't worry about it. Tomorrow's Saturday. And Saturday, he'll be so busy running and jumping and yelling, he will have forgotten all about girls and Thelma Lou and everything. Well, I hope so. <laughs> Barney's looking in the mirror over at the courthouse, getting all slicked up. Andy walks back in the courthouse after going to pick up the mail. Sneaky hair lotion. You must have a date. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Paul. Oh, hello. Remember what you told me about how you like someone and then you get over it? I remember exactly. Well, you sure were right. You do get over it. Good. Glad to hear it. Yep. I hardly think of Karen anymore now that Thelma lose my girl. <laughs> so Thelma lose your girl, huh? Mm-hmm. And guess what? Today's Saturday, so I get to spend all day with her. I'll go get a cup of coffee. <laughs> well... Say, um, say you're going to spend the day with Thelma Lou, are you? Mm-hmm. What you going to do? I don't know. Why don't you go bike riding? Yeah. Oh, wait a minute, that wouldn't work. Why? Because Thelma Lou's a grown woman, and grown women don't go bike riding. Well, we could, uh... You could go over at McGinnis's and climb his apple trees. That's a good idea. That wouldn't work either, though. How come? Because grown women wear high heels, and it's hard for them to climb apple trees in high heels. But you'll you'll think of something. Guess we could go to the movies. Yeah, that's a good idea. Ain't that a, a cowboy picture, a shoot 'em up picture? Sure is. Hmm. No. Not for a grown woman. No, they like pictures with kissing in them. But you'll think of something else that's fun to do. Pa? Mm-hmm. Just what can you do with a grown woman? <laughs> well... <clears throat> let's see, uh, uh... Sometimes, uh... Sometimes they, uh, they take you shopping with them. And you go over to the store and sit around while she tries on dresses and... And, you, and you, you tell her whether you like the brown one with the green stripe or the red one with the white dot. And, and then after, after you get on with that, well, you go over to the hat department and you sit around over there for a whole hour or two while she tries on hats. And you say, uh, you say, I like that one. And I, uh, and, uh, <clears throat> then after that, why you get to carry the 
the dress boxes and the hat boxes on over to her house, and then you get to sit around there for a while while she gets all dressed up and fixed up, and then you go with her over to visit her mother. <laughs> you sit around there till old about about dark, and then it's uh, about time to to go home, and and it's a fun day. <laughs> There's no question about it. It's a fun day all the way around. So you might as well just go on over and tell them lose and pick her up and go shopping with her and just start having fun and a good time. I'll see you. Andy pushes Opie out the door. And Opie turns around and sees Karen standing there. Oh, hi, Karen. Hi, Opie. You going to the movies? The movies? Sure. What movie are you going to? The cowboy movie. And after that, you want to go bike riding over to Walker's and have a soda? Okay. In just a minute. Paul? Hmm? I'm going to the movies with Karen. Oh? Do you think you could, well, kind of explain things to Thelma Lou? You don't mean... Gee, I, I'll try. Might be kind of a shock. But I expect she'll get over it like you say. She is a grown woman. That's right. She is. Obi goes back out of the courthouse, takes Karen by the hand, and walks away. Here comes Thelma Lou. You know something, Andy? Hmm. I realize Thelma Lou is just trying to help Opie out when he's having this trouble with Karen, but I'll tell you something. She could have saved some time for me somewheres. Now, Barn, it's all over. No, sir, I believe I'm just going to let her think I wasn't exactly sitting around waiting for her. Barney walks over You're to the desk at the courthouse, picks up the phone, and pushes down the receiver as Thelma Lou walks through the courthouse door. Oh, I'm sorry, Sally. I really can't say yes or no about going to the movies tonight. <laughs> you were looking forward to what? <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I really can't say yes or no. I, well, I know how much it means to you, but... <laughs> you only get that barn. You're closer. Family name will begin to grin. Sheriff's office. Sign fell down? Right, we'll get it. Sorry you're going to be busy at the movies, Barney. I was hoping we could drive up to the duck pond. Well, there went the duck pond. Oh, don't worry about it, Tiger. You'll get her back. Hey, maybe Opie could give you some tips. He always got along real fine with Thelma Lou. <laughs> So I hope you enjoyed that episode. That was, uh, as always, a, I love the Andy Grover Show. So now we're going to be joining the Bible study that's already beginning. Uh, they're doing the prayer. I'm leading it. I'm Alan Newsom, by the way, your host. I'm not sure I mentioned that. I lead the prayer at the beginning, and then we go right into the discussion. So I hope you will enjoy just the wonderful conversation that went on among friends right there, your Mayberry friends right there on the Mayberry Cruise. So let's get into prayerful attitude and join the prayer 
already in progress. Our lives as Christians, Lord, and what we might learn from the behavior of those we see. Lord, we just again, we thank you for that. We ask that your Holy Spirit just be here with us and guide our conversation. All right, so that was the episode, The Rivals. Uh, it was episode number 91 of the Andy Griffith Show, and uh, it was a good one. That was, a, that was funny. It was, it's, it's always great to me to be able to watch a show with a whole bunch of people because it's just more fun. Everybody's laughing and, and having a good time. Now, at the beginning of that episode, you know, Opie, there he was. He, he, he's obviously lovesick for this girl that he's just met or that he goes to school with, or whatever, however he knows her, he's decided, oh, this is my girlfriend now. And uh, the, the lesson here, what we're actually talking about in it, is mentoring. So as the episode went along, we saw, uh, we saw Barney try to be a mentor to Andy. We saw Thelma Lou, to some extent, try to do that. And, of course, Andy was doing it along the way, too. So really, the, the importance of a mentor is what we're going to talk about. Have you ever had a mentor in your Christian life, in your life? Because I know, I, I don't know about a lot of you guys, but uh, the church I went to when I was growing up, basically, you know, you went to church and you went to Bible, uh, well, Sunday school is what it was, in the mornings, and you went to church, and you went on Sunday morning, Sunday night, and everything. But there wasn't a... There wasn't a real mentor type situation. Basically, you uh, you know, at some point, you hopefully you were you know preached to or you heard and you uh, you decided you, you agreed to accept Christ in your heart. But were you ever mentored after that? I never really was, uh, other than my parents and things like that. Nobody ever took me aside to actually say, "Here's how you're supposed to, here's how you grow, and here's what this stuff means." So did any, anybody in here, did any of y'all have mentors in your life that actually took you under their wings after you became a Christian and kind of showed you what does it mean to walk with Christ and what does it mean? If you did, uh, what, how did they do that? Anybody, you got an example how they did it? Uh, Preacher Howard. Yeah, how did, he, how did he mentor you? Uh, First Baptist Church in Bowie's Creek, North Carolina. Uh, I actually married his uh, daughter. Ah. I kind of got in trouble for that because I'm married his daughter. Not her. (laughs) She's my third wife. (laughs) So it didn't last. Ah. But he was a great mentor. Yeah, he obviously mentored you real well. (laughs) 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 Well, yeah, Jan. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, when I first became a Christian, I started going to a very tiny church, and there were two people that truly did mentor me because I came from a background of knowing absolutely nothing about Christ or the New Testament. One was, uh, her name was Mrs. Zimmerman, and I was in my early 20s. She was an 83-year-old woman, and she took me under her wing. She would take me to her house. She would teach me how to pray, she would give me advice, and she loved me, no matter how foolish or ridiculous the questions must have been looking back to her now. And then the other one was, uh, it was about a year later, when Leroy rededicated his life to the Lord, 
And the pastor and his wife mentored both of us, and we had many questions. Uh, I can remember when he asked about tithing, and I went to him and said, you'd better prove to me in the Bible where it says you're meant to tithe. And I, to my shame, I remember we'd call him up late at night when we'd have questions or go over there late at night. And they were patient and loving and never said, we're done with you. Just always were there to mentor and going back to the Bible, showing us the truths of God. And so mentors are really important. Amen. So, so a mentor in your life, like Jan's talking about there, they actually can help you get through the tough times. Because, I mean, I, I didn't really have a mentor. I, I mean, not like that. I mean, again, I had my parents, and they, were, they directed me pretty well. But uh, I didn't really have a, a Christian mentor like that that actually took you under the wing. I mean, I was told, okay, you've got to read your Bible. You've got to do that. And, you know, and I did those kind of things. You know, I did that. But actually living life and having somebody you can call up and ask questions. Wow. Would that be, be nice? I mean, how many of you have ever called your parents to ask them how to do something? You know, how you, you know, if you go off to college and you're a young guy, you might call your mom and say, how, did, how many scoops of detergent go in the uh, washing machine? I mean, we, we need guidance through our whole life, not just our Christian walk, but other things. And how much easier does it make when you can call somebody and ask them, how do, how do you take the... Uh, the, how do you get this off of the car? How do, you, how do you change this part on the car? You call your parents and your dad and you ask him that. He says, oh, yeah, you do it this way. Oh, okay, I got it. Otherwise, you've got to figure out the school of hard knocks, right? And that's what, in general, I think a lot of us had to go through. And you learn a lot that way, but it isn't a pleasant way to learn it, I would think. But what you saw in this, I think you saw, you're talking about parents. You saw Andy. Wow. One of the questions through here somewhere is about Andy and how how he was handling Opie with this situation. He he was seeing all this stuff, and you know how how did Andy handle seeing Opie go through this situation where he you know he knew he was lovesick. He took it seriously. He didn't just dismiss him because he was a child. He That's actually right. tried to offer him sound advice. Right. So. He could have laughed at him because, I mean, it's cute. We're seeing Opie doing that stuff, and you're going, oh, yeah, boy, I remember that, you know, that kind of thing. But he didn't. He, he took it very serious and went along with Opie. Opie brought her in and was showing her around in the courthouse and uh, walking her over, follow me, and this is, the, this is where we keep our offensive weapons, you know, talking about the guns, carries her over to the cell. And, uh, you know, they just had so many ways that he was being helpful to Opie, and then not laughing at him. And you're talking about a mentor. As a mentor that you called up during the middle of the night, or whatever time it was, and asked him a question that, you know, you said the lady, she thought, you know, had to thought it was silly. But she took it serious and gave you an answer. We need to be like that as Christians when people ask us a question. You know, if they ask us something that we... We think, oh, how do you not know that you're not supposed to do that? They may not know. You really modeled Christ in Andy did that he asked questions, you know, and in the Bible throughout, as he asked Peter, who do you say that I am? But a lot of times people can figure out their own problems, and Andy kind of did that with Opie, just asking him questions rather than saying, this is what you need to do and you not need to do. But that sometimes is hard for us, particularly as men, 
with our wives. We can figure your problem out. We'll tell you what. They just want somebody to listen to them mm-hmm. and ask questions. And that, that is very true. Have any of you ever, you know, at work, they're always trying to teach us how to do that, how to ask leading questions? Do you ever... See, this is not a leading question. Do you ever ask leading questions of people? That's not. See, that's yes or no. <laughs> you say, what kind of what questions do you ask people if they have a problem? Now, you can be a mentor to somebody and not say anything right. just by your actions. Right. People are watching you all the time. That's 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 true as well. I mean. Uh, I think we can say from this episode that uh, Barney would probably not be a positive mentor in that regard, <laughs> possibly. If we watch Barney through the whole episode, uh, he knows Thelma Lou is trying to help Opie, which is, I think, a good motive. She's trying to help him. But he gets jealous even knowing why Thelma Lou is trying to do these things, right? He's, uh, he's upset with her that she's doing that. Uh, so what was the main motive for Andy and Thelma Lou? What was the main motive? What were, what were they really trying to do? That's right, doing what Tom said. They were, they were trying to help Opie figure it out himself. You know, they were trying to help him. Thelma Lou, she was just showing him love and support, really. I mean, she wasn't offering advice more than she was just being supportive of him and trying to keep his spirits up the whole time. That's know? right. And, of course, we already said about Barney. He, he he wasn't acting that way at all. Barney wanted to help as long as it didn't infringe on his own thing. You know, I mean, that's kind of how it was. He wanted to help him, but then when it started c- cutting in on what he's, then he wanted out of it. <laughs> that's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> Barney was too worried about the duck pond. That's right. <laughs> Barney wanted to go to the duck pond. There's a lot of people like that in your life. They don't mind helping you as long as it doesn't infringe on what they're doing. So <laughs> That's really good. Yeah, I didn't think about that. That's true. Uh, there's a lot of people that, while it's convenient, they help you or might help you. But when it's inconvenient, then they're, they're, out. they're out. Yeah, they don't want to do it. That's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. And, yeah, Barney was definitely that person. You know, because he tried to help Opie, right? Because he sat down and uh, he saw Opie over there upset. And so what did he do? He goes over and sits down with her. Well, here's what you do. And then you see just... <laughs> Barney sitting there on that step as Opie walks around the corner, and then you hear Thelma Lou talk back to him. And Barney, Barney's eyes got big, and just uh, yeah, that was uh, that was great. That's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. What about Karen? See, this is something that was new to me. Every time I've ever watched this, because I because I'm a guy, I guess I'm always like Karen's mean. <laughs> Karen's mean. She's doing Opie like this. I can't believe she's doing him like this. Uh, but uh, one of the things on here it asks, uh, could it be that she was having difficulty like Opie in dealing with her new feelings? But, you know, that never occurred to me before until I read this. Yeah. That, uh, you know, so what, you think she might have been just like Opie who didn't know how to deal with uh, liking somebody? It's the first time she had liked somebody, too. See, I get, and for being a guy, and I never had a mentor to tell me different, I guess. You know, you're, you, you see that, and I think, uh, I used to watch a show called The Wonder Years. And The Wonder Years was about this little boy and his life growing up as a kid, and his girlfriend was named Winnie. And I used to, Winnie Cooper was her name on that show. 
And uh, she drove me nuts because she was always saying the things. I remember one time in particular, they would always freeze the show. He'd be talking to her and he said, you know, I really like you. And, she's, and it froze. And he said, and then I heard the words I would hear from beautiful women the rest of my life. And then she goes, as a friend, you know, like that. But I never thought about the fact that, you know, they, they can struggle too. So as we, as we go through and we see people doing things they shouldn't do from a Christian perspective... I uh, see somebody that, let's say we see somebody that has been saved, he's a Christian now, uh, but he's cursing, or he's doing something else like that that they shouldn't do. Do we tend to judge them for that and, you know, oh, look, look what they're doing? Or do we, do we realize that God's still working probably in somebody's life? You know, becoming a Christian does change people pretty quickly a lot of times. But there are a lot of things you struggle with through your whole life, possibly, that you're trying to get over after that. God's still working on them to draw them more toward Him and to be more like Him. That's a, you know, Paul talks about being a race. We're in a, this is a marathon. We're, we're our whole life trying to get to the end of this thing. You know, we're trying to work through this race of Christian life, and the main thing is to keep moving forward. And uh, I think a lot of times we don't mentor people to help them keep running. If you see a guy running in a race and, you know, they're dragging down through there and you're, you're in the crowd, do you go, come on, quit? You know, no. <laughs> you're, you're tired, just stop. You don't do that. So when you see a Christian, a fellow Christian running through life and they're struggling, we should be mentoring them. We should be reaching out to them to try to help them move forward in their life and to just keep moving because even if you're only going this fast in a marathon to me i'm not even out there running so you're doing better than i am you're you're trying so even if the christian's barely moving forward they're trying you know they're still out there trying so we need to be cheerleaders for people that we know that struggle and uh, are working their way toward their christian life question on here was, was Opie rude to Thelma Lou? At the end there, I guess is what they're talking about on this question. Was he rude when he decided he was going to go with Karen? Nah. No. <laughs> nah, yeah, I don't think so. What's that? I said, I think he finally, finally got it. I, I think he did something. Yeah, I think Andy's little speech about going over to her mother's and all that. <laughs> Well, he was worried about it. He wanted Pa to explain it to her, you know. Yeah, let her, let her down, easy. Let her down easy. Yeah. I use that line all the time, Sharon. I do from that show where where Andy says it's a fun day all the way around. <laughs> I, we do that all the time. Oh, oh and it's a fun day. Yeah, I, yeah. I've used that a lot myself. Uh, yeah, you sit around and watch your try on hats for an hour or two. That's a, yeah. And then you go over to her mother's. That's that's one of my favorites. Oh, it's a fun day all the way around. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, let's see. Is it okay not to have all the answers? <laughs> I hope so, too. I, I certainly hope so. Uh, is it okay to ask other people for help? Yes. How good are you at doing that? See, that's... Uh, Here's the thing. Is anybody in this room not willing to help somebody? I mean, if they had a chance, would you all all help people? 
Why is it so hard for us to ask somebody to help us then? Everybody in here is willing to help somebody. Every one of us would be willing to if they asked for it. But it's extremely hard to be the one asking for the help. That ought to tell you something right there. We need to try we need to figure out how to reach out and offer the help to people rather than them having to ask for it. Because we all need it. I mean there's times uh, you got a sickness in your family or something and people uh, start bringing food over to your house so you don't have to deal with uh, food or something like that. that. You know, that's a little thing, really. And it's very appreciated when that happens. Is one of the reasons we don't ask for help like that is because it kind of humbles you? <laughs> it's pretty humbling when people that you're at your church or, or, or work, wherever they might be, when they actually start bringing things over to you and they start giving you, they start ministering to you like Christ ministered uh, to the disciples. It's kind of humbling. And I, I, I wonder, and I'm talking to myself here, is it not, is that the reason we don't ask for help sometimes? Because it's kind of a humbling experience to actually do that? Yeah. Well, most everybody knows of my experience at Mayberry Days and how the Mayberry family responded to our troubles. And... It's so hard to be on the receiving end. I mean, I appreciate it and love it, but it's like you're not deserving is what I feel like. Right. Right. Also, it's because we are always taught that we should be the one helping. Right. And I think that makes a difference. Right. I think givers are probably the worst receivers. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Maybe true. These are just some things, and we didn't hit very many of the Bible verses, really. I didn't really go through them, but they're on this sheet. We all got a handout. You all got that capability of, of checking these out. Go through these if you, and just read through them, and uh, do that as a Bible study for yourself. And I tell you what, throughout the rest of the cruise, those guys that are, everybody in here, we're all Christians, we know it. What if you try to minister to people and help people? What if everybody on this, just this little group right here, just friendly to people. You don't really have to be trying to carry their bags or anything like that. But if you see somebody, be thinking about it. And what kind of impact could we, just this little group, have on this whole ship? And then what, what kind of impact could we have if you start being that kind of person where you're ministering to people and you're helping people and being kind? You know, if people and you're walking down the ship and they don't move out of your way and you have to move over and you're getting frustrated or you're trying to get off the elevator and they're standing in the way where you can't get off and you're... Uh, uh, yeah, it's already happened to some of you? Yeah, okay. <laughs> what if you minister to these people? What if you minister to people? It's going to not only impact them, it's going to impact you as well as you go through. So you saw all the things that happened on here. In the end, Opie made the right choices. And, of course, Barney still never learns anything. So at the end, he's holding, his, holding the phone down and acting like, you know, he's trying to get back at Thelma Lou when the phone rings. You know, so that was just awesome. So I'll leave you with this final thought here uh, where Barney says, Now you know I like Opie. I always have. He's well-mannered. He's obedient. Well brought up. He's a good little fella. But lately, he's been nothing but a pest. (laughs) (laughs) So let's don't be the pest. Let's go out there and try try to do what Christ would do where he would reach out to people. uh, How the disciples ministered to people. 
it wasn't always about preaching. It was about just ministering to people and holding the door for them or you know, carrying their plate because they're having a hard time walking maybe. I don't know. Whatever you see. Let's, uh, let's just see what kind of impact we might have uh, during the rest of the cruise. All right. Well, so that was the uh, Mayberry Cruise. That was on the Mayberry Cruise. And let's go out there and see what kind of impact we can have in people's lives. Can we be mentors to people? Can we just be friendly and nice to one another? What kind of uh, impact could we have on the world if we just show some of the Mayberry spirit, which I believe is a Christian spirit, to those that are around us? I encourage you to head out there and do that. Also, remember to head over to the uh, podcast website, Mayberry Bible Study Podcast.com, and you can download the uh, lesson plan for this episode, and you can read all the Bible verses that we didn't actually read during the study. They're all there, and they're related, so you could uh, you could do the Bible study with some of your friends, maybe, if you have a Bible study at work or a small group or something that you're a part of. You could help lead a Bible study, and it could be Andy Griffith's show related. So you get to have fun and learn something, which is uh, what I hope you were able to do listening to the podcast. I want to thank you again for spending this time with me, and I want to thank all the folks that were on the cruise for allowing me to record that session And I hope you got something out of it, just like I did. Every time I listen, I seem to learn a little bit more. So, folks, I want to thank you and uh, I want to invite you back or invite you to go listen to the other 10 episodes so far of this podcast, uh, if you haven't done so already. And we're going to close out by hearing uh, Malcolm Tucker uh, singing out here. So, folks, again, thank you for being here and God bless. Thank you.